What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a model as well as a cast member of the show My Lifestyle for K Visuals on YouTube, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Romaine Wagner. How are you doing? Hello, hello, I'm good. How are you? I am doing so good. So grateful to have you here. Thank you for taking my call. No problem, no problem at all. <laughs> so tell me, what are you most excited for in 2023? Um, in 2023, I am most excited about, um, I have a couple of things. Um, firstly, I'm excited about starting my ballroom career in a new house. Um, house so far, yeah, I get in the bag. Um, <laughs> secondly, I'm excited about getting into my career with my degree, history, elementary education, Catholic University, yeah, right now. Um, and thirdly, I would say to, I guess, you know, I guess, to start my brand, honestly. Very nice. Congratulations on all on all of your new endeavors. Thank you so much. Of course, that's a, that, that's really exciting. Um, what do you think you're leaving behind in 2022? Um, 
self-doubt. Um, I already am one person that really doubt myself or think twice about what I'm doing. And it's not because, well, it is because I'm not sure, but it's, I'm just sensitive about everything that I do, everything I put out into the universe. So anything that's creative, I'm always gonna, you know, like take it seriously. I'm always gonna, um, you know, like try to put my best foot forward and I'm always gonna be a little hesitant to put it out there because, you know, I'm letting you guys into my world and I'm giving you the chance to critique something that I hold near to my heart. So I'm meeting self-doubt in 2022. I totally understand that. For the people who don't know, inform my audience, who is Romaine Wagner? Um, Romaine Wagner is, because you know, I got 10 personalities. Um, Romaine Wagner is the low-key, more chill version of myself. This is just the normal, regular boy. Um, I'll say the student. Romain Wagner is always ready to learn. He's always ready to gain knowledge from others, you know, and always willing to help, always ready to, you know, like give any knowledge and wisdom that I have to anybody who needs it, you know, like you, anybody who's older than me, you know, sometimes older people need to be educated too. So Romain is just the person that is ready to learn. the student absolutely when did you fall in love with reality tv oh gosh i fell in love with reality tv when i started watching flavor of love if anybody you can ask anybody i always quote new york all the time like even before i when i started doing this like i always quoted her like always saying just random stuff that she said, just always, you know, like, she, I don't know, her personality aligned with mine so much, and just, like, the way she, the way, she, she's the queen of reality TV, because the way that she just naturally gives off, exude that confidence and that bad bitchery, I don't know, it's just something about her, and, you know, that's, how I want it to be and that's how I you know I try to keep my my image up as a reality well not a reality to start yet but um as a reality a reality personality because she's authentic there was nobody like her there was nobody on TV doing it like I feel like she paved the way for other girls you know who's doing it now you know and it's just New York that's when I fell in love with it but just that whole era of reality TV was good Back of Love, um, Slave of Love, I Love New York, and that, like, that's when I feel like the reality TV. Okay, I dig that. So how do you think you would have done on your favorite reality show? Ooh. Well, I'm gay, so I probably wouldn't do that well in um, I Love New York. (laughs) But, um... Let's see, one of my favorites. I would say my one of my favorites is Atlanta Housewives, I would say. Okay. It's either Atlanta Housewives or I'm gonna say I'm gonna say go ahead, Atlanta Housewives. I'm not gonna help my way pretty well, I am. <laughs> um they all I 
I knew nobody liked me on the show, so, you know, they had other, you know, gays on the show, but they were, they were, I don't know, they were, you know, okay, so they weren't my representation of uh, what gay is, you know, like, okay, so, what we see on um, Atlanta with the gays, other than, you know, like, I would say maybe later on, Davon and whoever else came on the show, um, we seen them, and we seen, um, what's his name? Um, the one who's on Star, I can't remember, Lawrence. We seen Lawrence, you know, bald head makeup. He was in all Lego. We saw Derek, he was in all that stuff. You know, like, there's a variety of gay, so, you know, like, I, I just feel like it would have been a different, you know, but it would allow people to see, you know, like, there's different varieties of a gay male. Oh, yeah, I think I would have had my week. For sure. I love that. When did you discover fashion and modeling? Ooh, okay. So, um, I discovered fashion literally when I started buying my own clothes because my mama used to have me wear, like, my mama dressed me well, but she used to have me wearing, um, like, my stuff would be too matchy matchy. I'm gonna say that like, okay, so my mom used to dress me in dickies, boom. She had me in dickies and it would be like a red and white dickie shirt, some red and white, red dickie shorts, some white shoes, white socks. That's too, that's too, that's too much. That's too much red, come on. We, we need to tone it down. So I, when I started buying my own clothes, which was in roughly like, uh, maybe ninth grade, which I know that's, younger but I was an upper bound so uh, she said you make your own money boys I'ma buy your shoes you buy your outfits and if you want more shoes you know you buy them too so um okay. once I started buying my own um clothes that's when I really discovered fashion like what was really hot at the moment was um those distressed shirts and hoodies like that's when you become their first started coming out with the music stuff and it was like just tan um olive green and stuff when that type of style was in it was this rip up hoodie and stuff like i used to love that type of style rip up hoodies and all that good stuff um but my first original form of fashion was really me just wearing a button-up and jeans and some sneakers that's when i started you know like dipping into the fashion but i got more into it once that style came around but that's when i got more into that when i was doing my own when i started buying my own clothes that's when i discovered rihanna nice um can you recall some of the models and the other brands that you gravitated to at the time i know you mentioned yeezy yes yeezy would be my number one at the moment but then what well, was my number one but then rihanna came out with her fancy um i think it was x the one she had the motorcycle and mm-hmm. um, I remember me, when she had, firstly, when she had a deal with Adidas, I searched low and high for those. It was these brown platform shoes she had. It was Pumas. I know no boys was going to be rocking like that. And any boy that was going to be rocking them, he going to rock them like how I rock them. So I searched high and low and I went to this school, I went to this um, place in Charleston and I was expecting to find them. And I found them. Um, made my day. But when she came out with that line on her. Savage 8 um, What other brand that I really like? I really didn't start getting into brands until like 
later because I felt this shopping at H and M for H and M. And then most of the time I thrift. Like people don't know that, but like I thrift everything, mostly all the stuff that I wear because you probably not gonna find it. <laughs> you know, you probably not gonna find it. Um, and as far as models, hands down, Naomi Campbell. It's the walk, it's the confidence, it's, she's dark skin. Um, it's just everything. And she don't let the clothes wear her, she wears the clothes. Like, hands down, Naomi Campbell. Um, I would also say, I would say that's it. Okay. Maybe, maybe Linda Evangelista, but only seeing her on, um, you know, only seeing her like in on the TV and stuff like that, but I really didn't do deep, deep into her. Oh, another brand, some more brands, Mugler, love their um, 90s stuff. Like, uh, it's just outside the box. And another brand that's outside the box that I love was Machina. Love them. They always tie in pop culture with their stuff. I'm one that's very big on pop culture. I love it. And yeah, John Scott, he eat all the time. Love that. Were your dreams nurtured growing up, or did you have to be your own cheerleader? Oh, that's a great question. Ah. Um, I would say that. Okay, so I would say that my dreams were nurtured, but well, I'm, I'm gonna say my dreams were supported but my mama didn't really know my dreams if that makes sense she didn't know what i wanted to do um i wasn't really vocal and really i was like um i just wanted to sit back until i got older you know i was wasn't like i know my mom knows i want i like to sing and stuff like that because kai could sing a little bit um nice to participate in like the black history programs one by one um I scored a solo once or twice. Um, I did I Want You Back by Michael Jackson for the Motown tribute and all that good, good stuff. But yeah, she was there for me every time. Um, so I think she thought more, more I want to be a singer, but you know, as I grew up, my paths were different and you know, my mama, she probably, she don't know really what I want to do, but I would say she nurtured it as much as she could because I wasn't really a vocal child. As well as that vocal as I am, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Talk to me about the moment that modeling became your career. The moment that I knew modeling, I knew modeling to be my career is when I started. Okay, so it started in high school, but I didn't really know because it was this girl who just would grab my phone because she thought I could dress, grab my phone, and was like, you just take pictures, let's just take pictures. So I would take pictures, like I really had the pictures of me just sitting in class, taking pictures, sneaking, taking pictures of me sitting down on the floor, you know, squatting under the desk and stuff like that, taking pictures and just making it hot. Um, but the moment I knew I wanted to be a model was when I joined Envo Modeling Company at Clapham University. Um, it was something about that the person who, the person at the time, his name was Rodney Williams. Oh, really a blessing in life because honestly when I got to school 
college that is um i didn't know where i wanted to go i didn't know how i wanted to enter into a new spot in my life because i was scared to go um so having this tall dark skin guy who was openly gay you know which i was openly gay too but i wasn't you know just going around you know talking but he gave me the confidence to actually go out for the truth because he was over it and teach me taught me everything i need to know as far as taking pictures and walking around way and all that good stuff uh, so shout out to you rodney love you down um <laughs> but yeah his name, rodney. <laughs> um he just taught me so much and made me fall in love with the world of modeling indoor and the world modeling modeling as a whole even though i'm a short boy you know and he always told me you know like, you have to have they call it the three c's in both you know character confidence and culture and he was like you literally embody confidence like we may not you may be nervous behind the say but every time you hit that number you never know that you are nervous and you do everything just so different from everybody else and that's why everybody loves you and get up for you but being in school really showed me that i went to be a model and taking pictures and stuff outside of that you know that's what i knew i need to know somebody wrong way Tell me about, describe the first moment that you felt talented. Okay, um, the first moment I knew I was talented was elementary school when I scored that first solo. Um, it was in a Christmas play. I knew my voice was high, like, so, in middle school, they give you a reference track, so you listen to the CD and he would come, come back and say, who want to try out for the solo? So it was a lot of people who tried out for the solo. But I think what made mine different is that I could automatically change the octave of the song and sing it that way. Um, because the guy who sung the song was, his tone was deeper than mine, being that he was older and I was a three-year-old. Um, he, I don't know, um, I changed the octave of that song and I remember me singing it and looking at his face and he was like, yeah, you knocked it out of the heart. And when he came back in, he was like, my man got the solo. And I was like, me? You know, you know, that was the first, the very first time, like, I wish I had the DVDs and stuff. And he recorded, he had like DVDs and stuff, like, yeah, I used to get a thing. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> I used to get a blow. Okay. Do you think you'll ever incorporate singing into your work in the future? Will you ever um, maybe not me. I wouldn't um, sing, but you never know. Um, I probably wouldn't sing. I'm planning on incorporating music into my uh, brand as a whole because there's so much I want to do, like with fashion, and it's, it's a lot. I plan on incorporating it in there somewhere, but it probably won't be me singing. Enough. Okay. So tell me about your ultimate goal in fashion. What do you think will be the end game for you? Where do you think you'll end up? Oh, gosh, these are great questions. I love this. Um, let's see. My end goal in fashion, I really do think that I will end up walking on a, on a couple of ways. I, I want to be that boy that break that barrier of short boys can't get on the runway. Um, 
because I mean they're letting everybody else get on they're letting drag we be on the rubber they're letting you know like everything that they're saying that everything that people are saying should not be on the runway is on the runway we're proving them wrong every day like there's plus size models on the runway there's drag on the runway there's trans men and women on the runway now the only thing I have yet to see is a short guy at least from what I see you know, in the brand that, in the brands that I want to walk for, like Versace, Gucci, um, Machino even. I haven't seen any short boys, if I'm not mistaken. And even Mugler. Um I haven't seen any short boys, so I want to be that if not the, one of the first ones, because I'm sure somebody else is thinking the same thing as me, but you know, I want to be one of the ones who's consistently walking along with like Naomi Campbell, like the consistent short boy on the runway. But I really do feel like my end game and fashion part would be walking on the runway and maybe all in all making clothes. Okay. What's been your proudest moment in fashion so far? Ooh, um, my proudest moment in fashion definitely would be um, I have so many. <laughs> um, I would say the first one was um, my friends have an event called the Sneaker Vibe. Um, mm-hmm. It started off as an engagement party. It was their very first one. Um, no one knew my friend was going to propose, but me and maybe a couple other people. Um, but um, he wanted it to be a sneaker ball because he just wanted to a sneaker ball. He wanted his fiance to think that it was just going to be a sneaker ball. So he told me that he wanted the theme to be Met Gala theme, a Met Gala fantasy theme. So I, I don't know if you follow my Instagram. Well, yes, you follow my Instagram. But yeah. um, it's kind of at the bottom. Not at the bottom, but kind of in the middle. It was this pink floral two-piece outfit that I was a little nervous to wear because I wanted to wear something totally different, but someone actually gave me the confidence to wear it. His name is Taji. He's based in Atlanta. Um... He was like, no, I want you to make your own moment. Tell me something that you like, some things you like. And I was like, I don't know, flowers. And he was like, okay, great. So I'm gonna incorporate flowers. And like, what's your style? Like, ranging, give me three decades that you like. 70s, 90s, 2000s. And he said, got you. And he came up with this sketch of this really extravagant, like bell bottom, bell bottom um jacket and um pants with flowers covering all over it uh when i tell you it was so over it was over and he stayed up all night that night working on it for me because i drove up there and it wasn't ready but his mentor made him start on was like no we don't want to half step this because this is his moment secondly this is a sneak football and we want him to win because they was giving out five hundred dollars for this dress, even though I didn't win, and I just like two. Um, <laughs> you know, it's more about making the moment for me. Yeah, I, I really don't care about the moment because when you make the moment, the moment is stuck in your head. The money's gonna go, but the moment is stuck in your head forever. Now, every time they have a sneaker ball, everybody's expecting me to bring my eight. But that's one of my proudest moments in fashion because I really didn't think that. I would be able to wear something like that, but I'm always open to wear anything. But something like that, I didn't think it was gonna fit on me that nice. And for it to look 
the way it did and for me to trust somebody to bring out that more feminine side of me <laughs> chef kiss I love that that's beautiful thank you thank you of course let's jump back into reality TV a little bit okay tell me what made you decide to join the show My Lifestyle and talk to me about what the casting process was like for you okay so what made me join My Lifestyle was Taylor hit me up um I saw he had followed me for a minute and then he finally hit me up and asked me to do this show um I was literally kind of nervous because I didn't see myself as everybody always said you should be on a TV show, but that was like people that I dated. They were like, you should be on a show because you're just you're you're crazy. Your mouth, you're crazy. You literally say your thoughts, you make up stuff on the fly like you're crazy you're on the show. Just you mm-hmm. back and see yourself. Um, um and at first I was thinking that but when Kel hit me up, it was like perfect timing. Um he sold it to me, um, basically based in South Carolina, he wanted to, you know, show people that there's more talent out there than, you know, like the people the Atlantas and the New Yorks and the Miamis of the world. Um, there is, you know, like smaller cities that have really an abundance of talent. Um and I already was into like chasing Atlanta, that whole chasing reality situation, I was already into it. Um so I don't know what I don't know really what made me do it. I would say it was Kel selling it to me, um, basically, that made me do it. Um, but the casting process wasn't hard at all. Um, I guess since he hit me up, it was just like easy breezy. We couldn't know who the cast was until like, which was supposed to be um, the photo shoot day, but I couldn't make it to personal reasons. But once we all got in the group chat, that's when, you know, like, I knew everybody was on the show, who was on the show or whatever. Um, and yeah, cancer process was quite easy for me. Um, but you know, I'm a star, so you know, maybe that's why, but it was easy. He didn't give me a hard time at all. I don't know about other words, but yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, what story did you sign on to tell? Like, what were you, what was the thing that you wanted us as an audience to receive from you coming into television? I want them to, the story I want to tell is that you can literally, how can I say this about content? How can I say this about being shady? You can literally have nothing going on. And if you got it, you got it. And if you don't, you don't, if you understand what I'm saying, like, yeah, I sure. can literally not be on doing nothing. Cause I was literally a student when we first started filming. So. Everybody lived closer to Columbia than Kel. So Kel lives in Augusta. Um, I was in Orangeburg at the time. Um, and everybody else was closer to Columbia than I was. So sure. everybody else kind of got, you know, like more of their life shown or with their talents shown because it was a shorter drive for Kel. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as like Orange Ray, I know Orange Ray is a kind of a drive for him. So when I would bring something to the table, you know, like he couldn't make it, you know, and that that was absolutely fine. But, you know, once I got on the show, I knew, you know, things may vary. 
um, and the time that we were filming, you know, things made Henry. But um, I wanted to show, firstly, that you can make it through college, of course. Um, you can be a college student and do whatever you want to do. It's all in what you put your mind to. But secondly, the second portion of that, once I started realizing or feeling like um, other people were getting it that the show is you know kind of based on oh i'm gonna get in trouble i realized that the show was kind of going a different way or that people were rooting for well what some people thought some people was rooting for this person rather than the other person sure my goal then became showing them that my man can literally do nothing and still be a star on TV like you you watch my lifestyle right yes okay so if you watch it the only event that I really have had was the ball and that was just the past episode I think mm-hmm. yeah the ball any other thing is just me bringing my personality and me bringing positive energy or bring whatever energy I want to because I don't feel like I bring negative energy I might bring you know, a little shady energy but it's never negative like, right. I'm always bringing, you know, like, fun vibes. Like, I just wanted to show that personality low-key can trump. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Personality can low-key trump an artist. Sure. If somebody like you, they like you. Like, the, per- the people have to fall in love with you before they can fall in love with, you know, like, the music in my opinion you know because if nobody likes you they're not gonna listen to your music but they have to they have to look into you you have to give them you not the artist you have to give them the real you and yeah i know it's long-winded but all in all my goal was to show people that you don't have to have much going on or all you have to do is be yourself and the people fall in love with you regardless no, you're perfectly fine. My questions are set up for you to go on tangents. So the longer the answer, that makes me feel like the better the question. <laughs> got you, got you, got you, friend. Yeah, you're perfectly fine. Um, how was the actual filming process for you? Uh, for me personally, it was okay because, and sometimes it was my fault um, because I was late, as you can see in the show. Yeah. Um, I was late, but I had other things going on. Like I was working and trying to get a car and all that good stuff. Sure. You know, um, so I would show up late, you know, like, and I don't like to be telling people that I'm going to be late because they expect me to be late. Right. So I might as well just go ahead and knock them dead. In my opinion, that's what I think. You know, if I'm going to be late, I'm just knock them dead and go, I'm going to get there, but I'm going to be late. Um, But all in all, the film process for me was. It was cool. I say it. It was cool. It was pretty cool. I enjoy filming with Kale all the time. Kale always had his mouth open when I'm filming. And it's so funny because he'd be like, Why are you saying that? Why did you just say that? Like, Why are you crazy? Like, he, he's, I don't know if he lives. He lives with me. He told me he lives. They live. So it, it was fun. I wish I could get more. I wish I could show more of me. Myself. I wish I could show more of my talents in the show. I'll say that. That makes perfect sense. How long did it take for you to become comfortable on camera? 
obviously. No, no. I say by the second filming, I was good. Okay. Second, second film, I was good. Um, the first day, it, meeting everybody, it was kind of weird. It was like, who these hoes is? Um, but I knew Dea and Dre. I did, the only person I didn't know was um, Chester. Okay. So that day, like, I was kind of, it was kind of like weird having cameras in your face and not being able to look to the side or not, you know, like, being able to, you know, like, make faces at the camera and stuff like that, because that's low-key what I'm known for on the show, making faces at the camera. But, yeah. um... <laughs> like after that first time it was over for the girls that's when I started being like yeah let's let's turn around New York how many new weeks it's time to get into it mm-hmm. nice what do you take away from the reception of the audience now that the show is airing um my takeaways are Everyone is not gonna like the things that you say. Everybody's not gonna be comfortable in the way you act or think. And that's not necessarily saying that you're wrong. There's just some people whose mind isn't big enough to, you know, like come into your world. Thirdly, um, There's not one set person that's gonna be liked by everybody. Like, you can't go in thinking that you're that girl. I never went into the show thinking that I'm that girl because I'm not gonna honestly, honestly, I don't think I'm that girl. I know I'm that girl, but you never know which way the audience is gonna go. You don't never know whether the audience is gonna like you this day and not like you the, the next day, you know? Um, because I see mixed reviews under the comments. It's like, oh, but Ron is a bitch. He can't dress. He's a slut, a hoe, a freak. You got a different girl every day of the week, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, it's 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 you're gonna be criticized regardless. You're gonna be criticized regardless. And yeah, yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, so we're I think seven, eight episodes into the season so far. Um, how often so far have you felt? differently about a situation that you filmed and then watched it back and saw all the footage that you weren't privy to? Um, once. And it was this last episode, I would say. Um, well, I, say I didn't know because I knew. Um, it was the last episode. Um, they was like, oh, she invited uh, Perry, one of the ones I used to talk to. Um, uh, she invited him over when I um, came over. Um, but hey, I already knew that. She wasn't faking for me. She wasn't, she wasn't fooling me. She was fooling the rest of them hoes, but she wasn't fooling me. I already knew why she was there, because they was dressed the same. Come on now. Y'all don't have twins to lip it that damn good. <laughs> so, yeah, as you can see, once Perry came in, what I did, I made my couple faces, and then I paid him dust after that. There wasn't no talking. You know, there's a difference between being shook up and being and being a chameleon and being able to adjust in any situation. The girls aren't privy to that. The girls can't handle that. <laughs> I feel you on that. Yeah, you gotta be a chameleon. Like, you never know what... I never walk in a room and don't think that somebody that I may have had a password or might have deal, dealt with is not gonna walk in at any moment. You never know. You never know. 
Now, speaking of your cast, what percentage of your castmates would you say are your actual friends? And what percentage would you say are your coworkers? Um, mm, I actually think that all of them are friends. Okay. I actually do. I, I actually think everybody's my friend now. Okay, that's good. Do you have a dynamic? <laughs> do you have a dynamic that you prefer? Would you prefer to do reality television with people who are your actual friends, or would you prefer to just show up, clock in, do your scenes, and go home? Um, I would say mixture of both. Okay, because me and my friends, we gonna have a good time. But you know, in reality TV, you need some type of damn drama. Sure. Um, somebody needs to, you know, somebody needs to, you know, butt heads or something. Somebody needs to do something. Sure. Um, so I would say, I would say 50-50 because it's great to, you know, like, make new relationships and watch them unfold on camera. Um, camera. Friendships, enemies, whatever it is. And it's great to have, you know, like, some friends on the show that you already know, like, you know. So if you had the option, would you rather bring a friend on camera or make a friend on camera? Definitely bring. And okay. I say bring because we already have that chemistry. And it's gonna we already have that chemistry and it's gonna show on the screen. Because I'm not bringing no scrolls. I'm bringing the baddest heifers and I'm putting them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Work. <laughs> what has been the hardest thing for you to film this season would you say now that's awesome yeah I don't really think I had any down moments on camera um yeah no, 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 no. good Honestly, none that I'm remembering right now. I might be lying. <laughs> now, I'm going to get a DM from you two episodes from now and be like, right. <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, hold on. I lied. Let me go back. So, um, you remember when I said none? Found one. Yeah. <laughs> I found about three of them. <laughs> like, actually, what had happened was. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm thinking none at the moment. Well, that's good. I'll take that. So, in the opposite thought of that, what do you think has been the most fulfilling or the most rewarding thing for you to film during this season? Me graduating. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. that... I don't know. To be the first child out of my household to actually get a degree. Um, um Thank you so much. Um... I just wanted to have that moment recorded for not only me, for anybody who is like me, for my brother, my niece and nephew, just it, it, not even on my family, just anybody in the world can see that this little black gay boy wearing braids and talking shit on TV can go out and get his degree and double major. No yes. matter how long it takes because people don't know this, but I was supposed to graduate last year, but 
I had to change my major because um, the elementary education part kind of getting a little rough for me um, yeah. because I'm not good with deadlines and dates and stuff like that. So when I have to take a test, I'm not a good test taker either. So when I have to take a test, I'm already going in there nervous, hands sweating, uh, braids falling out. Um, I'm already nervous going in there to take the test. Um, so I might not do good. So I have to take it over and over again. And after I took practice like two times and that third one had to come out of my pocket, I was like, yeah, so what's the next step? Because I'm not doing this no more. $120 every time I got to take this test, maybe. And then, you know, tell me how many times I'm going to miss it by. And friends, I was missing it by three points. Three to oh, five wow. points. And they would not round it up. Wow. So yeah, I was like, yeah, well, on to the next thing. And I found out about, you know, going the history route, just going doing a subject and then going into it. But because I already had majority of my elementary ed credits, they didn't just want those to go to waste. So they just added that as my minor and prehistory as my major. Nice. Okay. But yeah, it all worked out. Um, but back to answer your question. Graduation was the most fulfilling one to graduate. I mean, to, dang, to graduate that that too, baby. But um, most fulfilling to um, film, only because it was a long time. I felt like it was a long time coming, and I had people that was out me saying, "You're not gonna graduate, um, or you're gonna have two more years." And I had to show them, you know, like with them, with me and my advisors and God. Well, my advisor, her name is Catherine Silver. If you want to go to Clapham University. And you need any place to go and you not know what you want to do if you are looking at history at any point in time the history the humanities department excellent chef kiss like that lady worked with me day and night she made sure i had summer classes so i could be able to graduate she made sure i passed them she had me she would even call me call my actual phone and be like yeah so if you don't have a class you know i'm gonna get your schedule or whatever it is i need to get and come knock on your door so your best bet friend is to come on let's go because i'm lazy i will tell anybody that i'm a lazy person and when i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it and that lady would literally call me and say yeah come on or she would taste me and say okay we're not having class today however i need you to do this and the third and i need you to do it because i'm gonna be out or i can't do it or this is me getting you active i love that okay. shout out to Catherine silver Catherine Silva, love her. I got to have some flowers this time. Shout out to her. <laughs> Do you have anything that you wish, as far as we are in this in this in the season so far, are you seeing anything that you wish they would have showed more of? Um, as regarding to me or just anybody. I'll let you be the judge of that. Okay. So, I'm not even gonna make it about me because I feel like there's a lot of things that could have, well, I think for the majority, a lot of things could have been shown, but you know, it is what it is, I, I'm good. As far as everyone, I wish that, I'm getting fucking trouble, friend. Listen, they're gonna, they're gonna nail me to the cross, but this is a podcast and I am supposed to be stating how I feel, right? Listen, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, friend. You're gonna get, get me fired. Okay, no. but I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say, 
I could be getting a full-blown producer credit right now. Let's look at it from a positive angle. Huh? I said, let's look at it from a positive angle. I could be getting you a producer credit right now. Right. Um, okay, so I'm going to be honest. 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 Right? Yeah, you're right. So, I would say that I wish that everyone was shown, and I'm not, I don't call no names. I'll let y'all be the judge of it. Um, everyone was shown, talents were shown in the best light. If that makes sense, um, you know, you have some work more than others around certain times. I wish we all were shown in the same light at the same time, where everyone was show, you know, high point, you know, maybe midpoint. I don't think any of us had any low points. Um, but I wish we all just was shown in the same light because I feel like sometimes when you have your job as a producer. We're not well yeah your job as a producer is to show off the talent not for you to make the talent um make the talent make the schedule and this is no shade to anybody because yes this is how Kel do Kel drop the dates and he'll say who wants to film on this day this day this day this day in my mm-hmm. opinion for me so nobody could feel left out what I would have done okay you know I love you but what I would have done it, for me it would have been a thing of okay well you're gonna film on this day you're gonna film on this day you're gonna film on this day and if that doesn't work with you if any of these days needs to be switched you let me know but I don't want anybody to have more camera time than the other one because that's gonna look like okay well this person is more active doing more things than these other people or the other person is doing and that cannot really be the case. It could just be, you know, the time that we are filming or, you know, like, just other people just booking up, you know, the slots, you know? If I don't have anything going on, what I'm going to talk about, you know? Sure. Or if if I don't, if I'm not free at that time, it makes it look like, you know, like the other people are, you know, more busy than others. But that's what I was saying. That makes sense. Everyone should be shown in the same light all around, whether it's Christmas, Pride, Halloween, Thanksgiving, hell, Fourth of July, Juneteenth. Everyone should be shown in the same playing field, so that for me, so that the um, audience make their true make a true judgment of who their favorite is. All right, and I'm gonna leave it there. That makes sense. That makes sense. How do you think your show stands up or stands up to and stands apart from the other shows in the web reality space? Um, I think we're automatically stands out that we're small, we're a small city. Um, and we don't get recognized that much at all. Um, but, um, what stands out is definitely the talent. Um, of course, because I'm in the roster, but it's like, um, <laughs> just the talent. Um, it stands out. Um, whether it's music, whether it's whatever your talent is, if your talent is reading somebody down like they have books, that's your talent, you know? Of course, 
it's whatever you bring to the table. But I do feel like our show stands out because of the actual talent. Um, I do think that we could get better with promotions and how we want to do things, which I'm, I, and I'm going to smack my own hand. I could do better at my promoting and all that good stuff. But I feel like, for the most part, we got it. I just, we just need somebody to, you know, like, believe in us. For real, because it's a good show. I think we just so. Need, yeah, we just need somebody to you know like pick it up or somebody not pick it up because we don't want to take fail out of the situation. We need somebody you know we need the views to you know like come in some way shape or form. Even though we are getting views, we we just need more hell. You can never have too many views. Totally feel you on that. I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to make sure that I talked to the entire cast and like really talked to you guys because I was like, I love the concept of the show and I was like, I think this is really interesting. Now mind you, I didn't know what, what your views were like at the time. I just thought that the, that the concept from what I read on the Instagram page was, was kind of fascinating. So I was like, yeah. I'm gonna talk to the entire cast. Let's just block out a week in my calendar and, and like book all of you guys at the same time. So I they, love I love that it was separately. I'm glad that it wasn't, you know, like, so you can get everybody's personality because everybody isn't themselves in one, you know, like, big setting, you know, some people are more shy than others and it gives others really the chance to work their things. So I really appreciate you for that. Of course, that was my goal was to get each person on their own day so that I could get each person's story, each person's background, each person's personality so that they can kind of have their own time to just really go in, let have, tell their story, and so they could, so that my, so that me and my audience could get to know you guys each individually by yourselves, with, with, without trying to dig through and pick out through all the different sound bites. Yeah, I really, 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 really appreciate that. I was so, I'm so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> no, well, I'm excited. Likewise, I really appreciate you guys. Do you think that the person that the audience is receiving from this from the show is the same person that you're presenting on camera? Um, me, yeah, hell yeah. I'm always me too. You like, um, I'm always laughing. I'm always cutting the joke. I'm always, you know, like commenting on something, and I'm always dressed like to the T, like. You're never gonna catch me. So you might have one day. You might catch me, you know, like on a slap, you know, like trying to. But even when I'm dressing down, it's always gonna be bad too. But yeah, I think that the person, I, I think more so, I think they're receiving my the, the character well. I think they're receiving me well, and I'm being my authentic self. I love that. What do you most look forward to seeing unfold this season? Um, I want to see I want to see how I don't know friend. Mmm. Cause I've been there for literally almost like everything, so I know what happened. And I want, I know what happened, so I don't know what I want to see. I want to see what I can say is I do want to see what other people are going to be added to, you know, like 
the mix out of this season, like just from pop ups, whether it's you know like people that you know just pop their head in or what. I want to see like who is going to be added to the cast if any. Okay, awesome. So knowing what you know now, going through the experience, having this season under your belt, what would you say a season two would look like for you? Um, I don't think there is a season two for me. Mm. I don't, honestly. I was like, boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you cannot just drop that and just leave it. Listen, you would you would have had me because I've had two people on the same day from two different shows come on the podcast and say that they were leaving their respective shows. So I would have been like, God damn, what is going on? I was like, yeah, no. Um, I was like, yeah, everybody's leaving. What happened? Like, you Why know, you sometimes you gotta listen to the interview. I'm about to say, now I'm saying that this would be the last me on, you know, this show. You might not be happening, you know? You know, maybe it went from bad girls to real. I mean, from uh, bad girls to bad girls. You better get Megan James. <laughs> <laughs> I would say a season two for me would be me being busier because I do have more time to breathe and really for real, for real, focus on my brand and what I want to do in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a love interest. I don't know yet. Don't want to jinx it. Um, mm-hmm. Why well, have one when I first came on the show? But you know, it's, it's hard out here for a pimp. We're trying to get that money for the ring. <laughs> but <laughs> I. I think me being busier, me showing off more of my talent for real, for real this time. Because this time, chapter season one was graduating, getting up on out of there. Now, season two should be getting up on out of there, getting into this career and seeing me take off like Nicki Minaj. Hello. Well, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But you having your Wonder moment. Girls, hell. Yeah, me having my moment. For life, hell. <laughs> I love that for you. I absolutely love I that. I appreciate that. I'm trying. Of course. What keeps you up at night? Um, wanting a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, future boyfriend. That is. That is. I already want somebody to cut with, but you know, maybe don't cheat. And maybe I ain't either, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how they come up. So, you know, like, hey, somebody. And, um, since the album, that's the way it's out to. Yeah, um, I guess an album front and back. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. Shout out. <laughs> and shout out to your future boyfriend who's going to keep okay. you up. Okay. Where he at? Like, I don't know. Okay. What do you want your stamp on the modeling industry to be? Um, I'll sum it up in three words: confident, um, being ambitious, and 
I would say unmatched creativity. Okay. Awesome. How does that compare to the stamp that you want to leave on television? Um, television, I it, it actually doesn't. Honestly, um, it does. It's not. It's not far off. Um, it's not off at all. Um, I think I would say the same. Um, I feel like people already know that I. Well, people will find out more about my creativity. Um, I feel like people see that I'm creative with the way I dress, but they don't get to see how I'm creative in, you know, behind the camera or in other ways. Um, ambitiousness, I'm always going to go after what I want. So I'm always going to do it, whether I'm scared or not. You know, I'm always just going to do it. And just confidence. Like, I feel like every time I step on the camera, it's confidence. I, me personally, me being confident enough to, because you know, your first time doing professional well, baby, you know, you've been on TV show for it? Say that one more time. You've been on a TV show before, friend? Um, I've done my dalliances, yes. Okay, so you know when you get in confessionals, it's kind of nerve-wracking, but it's only you. Because you have to really, sometimes what they call media training, because everybody always saying about me, you need media training. Um, but it's like, when you get in front of that confessional screen, I don't know. It was a little nerve-wracking for me at first until I... I don't know what clicked. Once I got into that mode of just talking and I wanted like really giving my real honest opinion. Sure. It it was over. Like I feel like, like I really made everybody because I felt I made everybody step up the confessional game. And that's just me being honest. Shoot me if you think I'm lying. I feel like I made the girl step up the confessional because if you recognize from episode one to five, maybe all the puns and all the jokes were on me like it was like just i was just talking like literally just giving my own opinion like or reacting to the scene like that's just naturally me and sure. i see like from the confessionals that we have now that after the change of outfits everybody's being shady now which you know there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like the girls were tiptoeing around because they didn't know and i feel like i opened up the door for them to feel comfortable in shading me shade, shade me back yeah let's do it let's do it that's so funny what is reality television taught you about people Ooh, I'm so sorry um Reality talking. Reality. Ooh, I can't talk. <laughs> um, reality television taught me about people. That people can act. Oh wow. That's all. <laughs> Not that's all. People people act can act and they are constructive. Okay. Oh, that people can um spin their own like you can put your own narrative on stuff. I'll say yeah. that. Like you, you, you can control what you your narrative. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Okay. And what do you think you've learned about yourself from experiencing reality television? That everything do not deserve a reaction. Mm. Every situation does not deserve acknowledgement 
every situation do not deserve your precious breath. Every time somebody says something about you, the best response sometimes, sometimes, is no response. You have to choose your battles. Like, if I already knocked you dead, I'm not coming back to put you in the coffin. Yeah. Okay. I'm good on it. I can see that. Do you think you found yourself yet? Not at all. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. What the hell are you talking about? I didn't even say not at all. I feel like I still have more growing to do. I feel like mm-hmm. I have so much more that I have not discovered about myself. I have so many layers that I haven't unfolded about myself. So I will say no, and then I can say yes, because I know that I found the confidence in myself. I know that I found my war face, but there's more life than, than that, you know? And there's always room to grow. So I will say I have 100% unlocked what the true Romaine is or can be. I dig that. What does the person you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect? The person I am today would tell the younger person to be unapologetically you. Mm. Honestly, just be you. The rest will fall around. Like, what? What some of your family members may hate is building a stepping stone for maybe even their kids. Um, I have the pleasure to. I will. My family will kill me too. But being gay was a tiptoe subject in my family. Um, not my personal house, not my um, like immediate household, but like I have a big family. My grandma had 15 kids and my mom was the youngest out of all of them. So we have a big family. So gay is tiptoed around or kept a secret. Um, once I got comfortable, once I, my mama knew, it was going home for me because the rest of my cousins wouldn't bring no, the rest of my cousins I knew were gay. We're scared to bring their um significant others around their board. I mean, their um, their family and stuff like that. Um, my freshman year of school, I was dating this boy. Um, and he ended up he happened to be, he ended up being my roommate. But um, I dated this boy, and he I didn't have a car at the moment, so he lived close to where I lived. He lived a city over for me, which was crazy. I was dating a nigga the whole time. But um, <laughs> he lived the city city over for me, um, city or two, and. He would take me home, so he had no choice but to, you know, like interact with my family and stuff. And I brought him around for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm not about to have my my man for y'all, especially if my mama cool with it. Hey, hey, this is my man, my man. This is them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Oh yeah, I would say be you and be unapologetic. Unapologetic. Una- Ooh, can't say the word. We on a. Um, unapologetically you. Nice. What do you think the biggest misconception is about you? 
I think the biggest misconception about me is that I'm a slut. Work. I think that people actually really think that I just well, it all depends on which I guess that's what slut is. Okay. Um, I have not sat in I don't find anything wrong with uh, hookups if that makes sense sure I don't find anything wrong with that that's me that's just me okay. um, many girls might think they're as slut like you know to each his own but hookups not like okay well sometimes maybe one and done but for the most part for me I only hook up with people that I am having a actual like we're we're talking we're having like a there's some type of communication and attraction there sure or we're not building nothing but like we talk about other stuff I'll say that boom Okay. So I said this misconception about me that I'm a slut. But hey, you know, I heard the girl say whatever. Yeah, that's all that matters. How are you protecting your peace nowadays? Oh, I'm not answering the phone. Word. <laughs> not answering the phone. I do not have time for Or just ignoring stuff. Like, just ignoring stuff in general. Like, me, a couple months ago would have been responding to everything but you don't know how much of a headache being on this show has been only because of some of the things I have said or may have you know how I felt you know so because my piece is just not responding and just letting me flow sure I dig that how do you want to be remembered I want to be remembered. That's a really good question. Man, I don't. Like, how do I want to be remembered? <gasps> okay, I would say this. This is a very tragic answer. This is the first one came out. I was remembered by, um, even though I do have my shady moments, I want to be remembered by how many times, not how many times, but I don't want to say this. I want to remember by the way that I help people sure. and the way that I pour into people and the way that I, you know, Except people with open arms and stuff like that. That's how I want to be remembered. I want to be remembered for, you know, the good, maybe even the bad, but that's how I want to be remembered. I hope that makes sense because I have no what to say. And that's the first thing that came to my damn mind. <laughs> yes, it makes perfect sense. Is there anything that you would like to share with me and my audience that I didn't cover in our conversation today? Um, add me on Instagram at I am infinite underscore too. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe 
I too one day want to do a podcast too. Nice. I do. I also want to do a dating show. Okay. We're gonna speak that into somebody's atmosphere. Hey, Zeus, get with me. Um <laughs> I don't know. And then the Jason Boy brand is on its way. Yeah. And keep that first. I love that. Absolutely. Now, my last question for you is what's next for you? And besides Instagram, where can we find you and all the things that you want to promote? Um, what's next for me? Next for me is moving. I'm moving out of Orangeburg. Um, I'm probably going to go to Charlotte, um, which is I, because I got an opportunity there. Yay, claps. Um, Congrats. I want to dig more into, thanks so much. I want to dig more into my content creating bag, not Twitter, but content creating bag as far as like fashion and lifestyle. I want to be Jada Way to Hell. I want to be the next sale part because I really want to make bags because I love bags, but I just do not know where to, well, I know where to start. I have a start. I just, I just want to push myself 110% and I want to do it at my, the best of my ability. Um, I want to explore all my options, if that makes it. Um, but I can be found on Facebook, Ronnie Wagner, R-A-H-M-A-I-N-E-W-A-G-N-E-R, um, Twitter, same. Um, my first and last name, I got Instagram. Uh, yeah, find me on Snapchat, r.wagner underscore 14. Um, and yeah, stay tuned. Um, I don't plan on leaving this show anytime soon, unless <laughs> Bravo called me or VH1 or MTV, and then we're out of there. <laughs> Whoever is providing me with the most jingle jingle. But yeah, there's a lot coming. I'm excited. That is awesome. I am looking forward to watching your journey unfold. Thank you so much. Of course. Now, on that note, children, Mr. Wagner has to go. I'm sure he has places to be, men to collect, mm-hmm. cash, all those things. <laughs> that has been our show. I want to thank every single one of you guys for being here and for tuning in. I appreciate you. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Romaine Wagner, for being here and for blessing the podcast. Thank you so much again. No problem. Anytime. Yeah, bring me back. You gotta figure out with these niggas. Just bring me back. You wanna talk to me somewhere? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. It was really fun. Absolutely. You're more than welcome to come back anytime when you got new things dropping, things going on, or if you just want to come back and shoot the shit, let me know. We'll plan an episode. You're more than welcome to come back. You're you're a friend of the show now. So the door is always of course. Well, I really appreciate it. I I didn't get to ask you any questions. That was I was meant to do. I was meaning to do. But I didn't Do know. you have any questions for me? I have like maybe like two. Okay, go for it. Okay. So the question about um when did I get into reality was really, really good. I wanted to ask you when did you get into reality TV? And who's your I, favorite person? 
Oh, I have been a fan of reality television for a long time. I think the first reality show that I remember watching was Road Rules, which was the spinoff of The Real World. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my favorite show, but I have a lot of different experiences with reality TV because I grew up watching a lot of HGTV. I grew up watching a lot of um, all of the like ratchet ass dating shows like The Flavor of Loves, like The Rock of Loves. I grew up obsessed with this show called The Swan. It was a plastic surgery show. Um, my favorite reality show would be Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D-List. I love her. Yeah, that's my shit. That's my jam. I still watch that to this day. I still, I freaking love that show. Um, so that has to be my favorite reality show, yeah. So I'd say the first reality show that sucked me in was Road Rules. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay. Secondly, um, if you had one person on the cast, no, let me change that around. Ranking the cast members from greatest to least. Who do you think? Because this was a huge debate on the show. And I just had to bring it up in the podcast, which I know you're going to be tired of hearing because I was tired of hearing it. Who the hell do you think is the Beyonce of the damn show? Even though I don't even want to be Beyonce. Hand me Rihanna every day. I want to be the billionaire, billionaire, whichever one she is. (laughs) Not who is the Beyonce. Um, okay, maybe I should word that question a different way, but I'll, I'll say that for the next question. No, it's fine. I can't give you a fair answer because I haven't finished interviewing everybody yet. There was somebody that had to reschedule. And so once I do their interview, I feel like I'll be able to give a fair answer because I'll be able to have say, well, I've sat down with all of you. And, and so mm-hmm. now I'm able to give like a more informed answer with with without being biased because I can totally answer it I'm down for smoke but but I want to be equal and fair so check back with me in a couple I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to make my own I'm going to I'm going to come on the show again give me like a week or two yeah for sure um check back with me in a couple weeks because they're going to be coming back in early February so check back with, with me then and I'll have a more um, definite answer because I have thoughts but I don't want to give them prematurely until I've talked to everybody gotcha okay so my last question is um I don't know whether like okay so just watching the show not based off any thing that we've talked about or not in what we talked to who do you think you could relate to more and why okay um Let's see. Out of the people on the show, I think so far, I probably relate to you a lot. And I relate to DeAndre a lot as well. Because I relate a lot to your story. Um, 
I have a lot of modeling in my background as well. And I have a lot of ballroom background and I specifically walked runway. So I connect to that. Yeah, I I, I specifically connect to that. Um, Shout out to the House of Ultra Omni and the House of Mizrahi. Um, But um, yeah, I think I connect to your story on that note. And then, um, I think with DeAndre, I think I just appreciate the way that he comes across on TV. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that if I were to actually be on TV, I would probably be somewhere in that in that lane um, because he's in a space now where he is focused on his own self-work and his own self-growth and the things that he wants to do to, you know, grow into him, grow into his best self. And I feel like that's kind of where I am at this point in my 30s. So like now it's like everything else doesn't matter. It's about living for me. Shout out to this book. Um, And, you know, just being my most authentic self, being my most true self, being the most loving to myself before anybody else. So those two perspectives coming from the show have really connected with me personally. Right. I'm glad I could ask you some questions. I was going to ask you questions. questions. I don't know if you were No, like when I've been asking these questions, you know, I have questions too. Of course. Ask me anything. I think that's all I got until now. For now. Okay, well, well, we can set a second day, honey. You can always come back. And if you have more questions, you you can just come back and shoot the shit and we can just talk and you can ask questions. We can, you know, gift of gab and whatnot. Got you. I really appreciate you having me on. Anytime. I appreciate you being here and I appreciate you wanting to come back. No problem, no problem. Well, you have a good day, guys. You as well, like the children. Bye, children. On that note, I'm gonna remind every one of you guys, like I do every day, to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>